Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. I'm Jean-Paul van Outhuis, a market analyst at eToro, and let's get into it. Please remember at all times that this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes. Stay tuned for additional disclosures at the end of today's episode. Hi guys, it's Jean-Paul van Autos here. And in this episode of Stock Break, I'll be analyzing the software company Palantir for you. Two things before we get started. As a general reminder, these kind of presentations are always meant for educational purposes only and should not be taken as an investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer-all for a solicitation to buy or sell any financial instrument. And secondly, if you like what we do with eToro, Digest and Invest, then please subscribe to our channel, either on YouTube or via your favorite podcast app, and you'll receive many more updates from us. Now, Palantir, let's get started. On CNBC the other day, an analyst called it the Messi of AI. Well, that triggers the imagination, and that's why in this video we're going to look at it from every angle. To get started with the history and facts for those of you who don't know that yet. Palantir is an American software company that facilitates machine-assisted and human-driven data analysis. It was founded in 2003 by a group led by Peter Thiel, and that included as well Alex Karp, who is still the CEO today. The name Palantir refers to Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, where the magical Palantiri were the seeing stones. And Palantir is based in Colorado to differentiate itself from companies, similar companies often based in Silicon Valley. Palantir is famous for working with the U.S. governments on complex projects in national security interests and often in conflict situations. If you look at the website, the vision and mission, why we are here, what Palantir says is with good data and the right technology, people and institutions today can still solve hard problems and change the world for the better. This is truly a mission-led company. And that's also what you see if you look at what they do. Yeah? They are good in mission-driven engineering to help institutions protect liberty. Yeah, and Palantir says we act where we are needed the most. Product-wise, it's very simple. Palantir offers four software platforms. It started with Gotham, then came Apollo, Foundry, and the latest edition is AIP, the Artificial Intelligence Platform, that obviously these days attracts a lot of interest. And we will tell you more about that later on. But first, let's have a look at the fundamentals. The business model is very simple. Palantir uh, serves two segments, governments and commercial companies. And the government segment has historically always been the biggest and still is today. They make a very good gross profit, but they also have relatively high cost. And that's why they've been investing a lot and not shown so much revenue yet. But the beauty of the company is perhaps that they don't own any debt. And that's encouraging in times when interest rates are high. If you look at the revenue and net income, then you see revenue increasing quarter over quarter, almost steadily, 
with the latest numbers that have come out this week. Yeah, and it was a revenue of six hundred and eight million dollars in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty three. Now, net income, as I said, you know, they have been investing, so they made a loss. But for the last five consecutive quarters, including the one that they reported for uh, this week, uh, they made a profit. And that's very interesting because uh, with that sequence, Palantir is el eligible for inclusion in the S&P 500 index. Now, if we look at the margins, the growth margin is very high. It's north of 80%. The latest figure being reported, 84%. And the operating margin is also positive at 11. We've looked here at a period from 2019 to uh, 2023. And if you're not familiar with these kind of terminologies, uh, with these terms, then have a look at the eToro Academy to learn more about the financial jargon. That's also true, for example, for price to sales ratio. We skip the price earnings because the earnings are still relatively small. But if you look at the price to sales ratio 18 times, that's relatively high. It's also even high if you look within the technology sector. The stock price. Palantir has come off from the highs in 2022 when all tech stocks went down but has spiked up again in 2023 with a return even over 100%. And this week on earnings, people are very enthusiastic about the potential growth of AI. The stock spiked up 30% on the day that they published. The market cap of the company is around 47 billion at the moment. And it's a good reminder that with eToro Digest and Invest, my colleague Sam North recorded a video on the technical analysis of Palantir. And that's how you see as an analyst team, we approach companies from all different angles. You can find that on YouTube and in your podcast app as well. Now let's dive into the opportunities and challenges that Palantir faces. And to get a good understanding of the company, we first look at the segments and markets. Yeah. We saw in the business model, they serve two segments, the government segment being the largest. Um, recently, it was around 65% of revenue with the commercial segment taking the other 44%. That means there's definitely growth uh, in the commercial segment to be had. Same is true for geographies. The majority of revenues come from the US with some 12% from the UK, that's 61 for the US, and the remaining 28% from the rest of the world. So I could definitely see opportunities for Palantir to grow there. Mm -hmm. They say themselves, if you look at the two segments, then revenue growth in the government segment uh, has been slower than before. Governments worldwide has been a plus of 11% from the fourth quarter in 2022 to the fourth quarter of 2023. Yeah. And in the US, in that period, it's even been growing with just 6%. But a different picture is seen if you look at the commercial segment. Overall, worldwide, this revenue um, from the commercial companies grew with 32%. And within the US, that was plus 70%. So that gives you an idea of the trend and where Palantir will be looking at next. The SWOT analysis, 
is always a good idea to get a deeper understanding of the company. We look at the strength, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats. If we start with the strengths, uh, they are very good in data analytics. They offer advanced data analytics. They have these government contacts and contracts, which gives them a particular position. And they have a relatively diverse client base. Also in the commercial segment, they cater to many clients and this client base is still growing rapidly. They offer customizable solutions, which means that it's not easy to replicate it by competitors. A weakness, you could say, the government spending priority. Should government decide yeah, to be uh, run on a tighter budget, that could hurt Palantir's growth prospects. They offer relatively complex products, yeah, which makes governments and companies think twice before they buy it because they need to train people. And that may make the whole package relatively expensive. Once in a while, yeah, there are also some ethical concerns about the kind of projects that Palantir takes on. Now, with respect to the opportunity, I just showed you new industries is definitely a category. They cater to some industries, but there's a lot of growth to be had in the commercial segment, also in international markets. And they can grow further by investing in R&D and coming up with new platforms or new services. An opportunity as well as a threat are cybersecurity risks. Yeah, it's an opportunity because uh, Palantir services may be in more demand because of it, to protect it, companies against and governments against security risks. But on the other hand, if a hacker um, manages to get a hole into uh, Palantir's defense, yeah, that may also be a threat. The most obvious threat comes from competition. Palantir is very good at what they do, but it's not unique. Yeah, we'll look at the competition on the next slide. The uh, U.S. budget deficit may be perceived as a short-term threat. Should the government decide to spend less on these kind of things, it may hurt growth, as it's a very important client for the company. Yeah, and in general, AI is uh, yeah so uh, popular these days that could mean that Palantir may have problems with talent retention. Now, the competition and challenges, eh, direct competitors, you need to think about other software companies like IBM or Oracle. Eh? And if you go into the commercial segment, you often see competitors like the cloud companies, uh, Microsoft and Amazon, that could take business away. In terms of uh, industry challenges, if you focus on the most important ones, then I believe that is government priorities that decide on how the budget is going to be spent and the interest rate environment, why people may decide to postpone certain investments in, for example, AI. Yeah. Well, the valuation, yeah, it was reasonably valued, you could say, before the earnings announcement this week. And then the company spiked up with 30%. And on Guru Focus, that we happily work with, you immediately say, see the signal going to overvalued. But it all comes down to what kind of growth Palantir is able to show in, well, let's say, 2024.
Yeah. The stock price movements in Palantir are very high, uh, very volatile, and the range of analyst estimates is very wide. You see that here in the graph as well. So uh, people uh, have bought the stock on the promise that the Messi of AI will deliver in the AI segment. If they manage to do that, then the price could very well be justified. If not, yeah, then uh, it's currently uh, perhaps a little bit too high. But the catalyst, the key thing for everyone looking at uh, Palantir as an investment will be this AIP, the artificial intelligence platform. That is where all the focus is on and where people will be looking to see if this calendar year there will be a robust demand for it. To summarize what to watch on Palantir stock, this S&P 500 index inclusion is very interesting. It should happen in the first half of 2024. And why is it so interesting? Because it will open up the stock to a new class of institutional investors. For example, who invest in the index itself. The sales of the artificial intelligence platform, AIP particular in the commercial segment is very important thing to watch. And the risk, we have identified that an 18 times price to sales valuation means that the market has already factored in significant growth in, for example, AIP. The stock is overvalued if that doesn't pull off. Uh, last point here, the possible regulation outside the US may limit the total addressable market for Palantir as a company. Perhaps, for example, due to this uh, sometimes referred to ethical issues. Well, with that, we come to the end of the video. Again, if you like what we do, subscribe and perhaps like this video or share it on the Toro platform or outside to help us to receive more people. Thank you very much. I wish you a lot of success with your own investments and hope to see you next time here on Stock Break. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or a solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular recipient's investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results.